Hello, my name is Ella Meekin, and thank you for joining me in the first episode of my podcast, What's Cooking? Today, we are going to be talking about food, more specifically, how COVID has changed the food and restaurant industry. With so many small businesses being affected by the pandemic, I wanted to get an inside look on what it's like for a small business owner dealing with uncertain times and futures. So I thought I'd ask two cafe owners, Adam Cook and Cassie Jerome, about their business, Velvet Cafe, how they've adapted and what they think the future holds for their restaurant. How would you describe Velvet to someone who's never been there and who wants to like get the experience and now in COVID, how would you describe how it works? Okay, I'll let you add them. Oh, it's, it's, I would say it is a small family, locally owned, um, uh, basically convenience foods to go with everything made in-house. All right. So it'd be really hard to actually, like, roll it up into, like, four words. Yeah. But I think quality food to go would be the fastest way to describe it. I would also agree with that. With the best peanut butter cookies, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's because that's because we make the peanut butter. Uh huh. Yeah. See the in-house. It's really everything is in-house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when the restrictions first came up, like at the beginning of COVID, what were your initial thoughts and worries about your business? Because you know, as you know, a lot of places had to shut down and didn't know if they were going to reopen. What was kind of your thought process? answer that one um at first we were like oh oh crap we're gonna get shut down and we won't be able to survive it like financially we wouldn't have been able to to survive a shutdown if our business got shut down i mean some of the money that was uh an option for us definitely probably would have helped a bit but we didn't have a lot of extra money and just cash on hand so we would have been in big trouble personally so that's why we took out our seating and then immediately made the decision to change over to more of a food to go style because we knew that people wouldn't really want to they wouldn't be able to sit in plus Mm -hmm. we knew that people would also feel safer if we didn't have as many people in here at the same time as them. So we just kind of made the quick decision. We changed all of our marketing um, because I do a lot of the marketing myself. It was easy for us to just quickly change our menu. Um, We already had some connections to get the coolers in here. So we just, Adam got on that right away. And then I just went full on with the marketing and just changed kind of our, our business model over and so we just did that and so it's actually been going pretty good and now that we're kind of facing maybe another shutdown yeah we'll be able to stay open so we won't have to make any more changes and that's why we decided to keep the seating out too is because we thought yeah we thought that this um closure may happen again and we thought you know to save time and money it's easier to just make the initial change that we did and just kind of roll with it and then just keep pushing it forward. Right. Yeah. And especially because we hear even like a couple minutes ago, my mom just yelled up at me. She's like, more restrictions in Ontario. (laughs) Like they're happening all the time and they actually just shut down all the restaurants again to a curbside only kind of thing. Oh, in Ontario? Yeah. 
certain regions of the GTA, but uh, yeah. Well, and even BC is making a lot of harsh restrictions right now, too, yeah. and they're also talking more business closures. So mm-hmm. uh, we definitely could be seeing that in a couple more weeks. Definitely. I mean, it just depends on the numbers. So I think right now we've made our business pandemic proof, I guess yeah. you could say. <laughs> that, that and the, first, the first thing that came to our, our minds is how how can we move forward if it were to stay this way? And it's working well, so we're going to stick with it. All right. So you said that um, you were going to change the whole business model when you first heard about, like, the shutdowns and everything. Yeah. Did you, maybe not collaborate is the right word, but, like, talk to other business owners and see what they were doing? Did you have any, like, ideas from other people? No. No, we just, uh, we saw, um, and we had just heard, and I know for me, I was really watching a lot of Instagram, and because I follow a lot of other local businesses right. in Calgary on Instagram, most people were opting to shut down. Yeah. So even initially when it was like, they didn't make it mandatory for a lot of uh, restaurants to close, a lot of restaurants were just closing. They were like, you right. know what, we're just going to close right now because we're not sure what's going to happen because restaurants were never mandated to actually close. They were just mandated to take away their seating. And so a lot of restaurants were like, well, we can't survive without seating. So we're just going to shut down. Mm -hmm. And then there was other businesses that were just like, well, we're going to do curbside, but some businesses and some restaurants they're, you know, to have a curbside spontaneous menu like that would have been really hard for them to do. Whereas for us, we have a little bit of a longer shelf life for some of the items that we prepare. So it was easier for us to just make that decision on our own based on what we were kind of already doing because we already did have a lot of food to go. Yeah, I'd have to say like the the, the initial initial shock was uh, pretty, pretty like, like panic. And then right. I, you know, we, we couldn't even afford to be closed for three days. Yeah. So we, we opted to being open. We, we bought sanitizer. We just were like, how can we protect ourselves and our staff? And then it was literally day by day as things kind of went along, we kind of, we, you know, brainstormed and, and we thought of ideas and ways to expand. Cassie got on social media. We, we started to... Uh, let people know what we were offering and how we can how we could do it, um, and then and then you know Bryson and I we were cooking up all different kinds of items that we could do and we could try, and so there was a lot of experimenting going on and just seeing what would stick. We slowly got busier and busier because a lot of places did shut down. Yeah, yeah, definitely to answer your question, we didn't want to kind of follow what every other business was doing that yeah. we kind of saw. And that was just closing their doors. No, we can't do that. <laughs> well, it seems to have worked out pretty well. <laughs> Far so good. I mean, we're able to, you know, we know that if there's a shutdown, shutdown mandated again and pe- and other businesses are forced to take out their seating again, uh, we know we'll be okay. Right. And with the colder weather coming in, do you think that um, the seating that you guys have outside, is that going to affect anything? Or Well, initially we did see a little bit of a change. And I think definitely the cold weather does affect some time, like day-to-day operations, depending on how cold the day is. But for the most part, I mean, it's still, it's still pretty good. Like we have our really busy days and some days are quiet. And I know that some people are 
not super thrilled that they can't sit in here yeah. and sit inside anymore. Lost but customers, sure. we have lost customers, but we've also gained new ones. Yeah. And the new ones that we've gained are solely because of how our business model is now. So we lost a little, but we gained yeah. a better demographic because the people that are coming in, you know, they'll drop 30, 40, 50, 60 dollars. Yeah. Well, the people who were looking to sit down wanted to have a half a sandwich and a drip coffee. Right. I mean, those customers that came in and did want to sit, I mean, the nice thing about it is that we still did have all these options. So in the summertime, when there were still people wanting to come in and sit, but they had to sit outside, they would still be like, oh, look at what you guys have here. I'm going to grab dinner. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to lose any customers, but unfortunately, we just can't have seating. And yeah no room to have seating and social distance yeah. and at the same time it's just too risky because our space is so small right um it's just safer you know for us and our staff to know that when people come in they're always going to have their masks on and then they're going to go we also had our, our uh, catering and then we also did wholesale food for another business right and they pretty much shut down as well so you guys mentioned that obviously the seating is all gone and then what other physical changes did you make to the cafe for the shutdown and do you think that you'll keep any of them after the pandemic um well, i think the only changes that we made was we removed our tables and our chairs and then we added the coolers and what are in the coolers what did you guys add so in the coolers, we do have Cocoa Brooks and Delicitude, which are two other small local companies that produce food. Right. Um, Cocoa Brooks is pizza, and Delicitude is all gluten-free, dairy-free, um, and some vegan stuff. So that's great um, to have those options yeah. open. Yeah, and then we also have another cooler. So that's our freezer. That's what's in our freezer. And then we have another cooler um, that's all refrigerated items and packaged items that we make and produce. So like our aiolis, some spreads, jams, things like that. Um, I can't really foresee us going back to seating anytime soon. I think this business model works well for us. We don't know when the pandemic is going to ease up fully. Right. And there's, there's uh, a an opportunity for us to even get a vaccine you know the, the time by the time everyone gets vaccinated and everything is kind of back to relatively normal it might be a significant amount of time and to wait around yeah yeah for that it just it just hinders our growth as a small business so we, we've kind of embraced this and we might even expand on getting more retail more coolers more freezers and continue to grow that and you know people not everybody wants to go out and sit down and eat. And so we're just providing a experience in this neighborhood that's healthy and different from... And affordable. And affordable, mm -hmm. too. Like, our prices are good. It's always very nice to have that option available. And I think that a lot of people feel that way, that even if you can't sit down and, like, can't maybe have the same experience, you can yeah. take it home with you, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when things, when the cases kind of pick up, people, they want to be at home. We mm -hmm. definitely see, you know, people really wanting to just come in, stock up, and rush home. You know, they don't really want to be out. So. Yeah, and that's understandable. understandable. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that. Do you guys 
overall feel confident that you'll make it through the pandemic and have a successful business during and after it? How are you guys feeling about that? I personally feel uncertain because I feel like it really depends on how um, the provincial government tries to push the economy forward. But the way that we are, the things that we're doing now, I'm definitely more confident, but it's just really hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel right now. It'll be interesting to see how January, February, March go. Definitely. And and the economic decisions that are, that are, our province is making like as like the conservative government is concerned um and the lack of support from our federal government you know we have to drastically shift gears to make a big impact and to make a big changes so that we can actually have growth in a couple years rather than continue to you know uh, beat a dead horse with our with our oil industry like i'm sure eventually it'll kind of bounce back a little bit but it'll never be what it was and to really hold on to that Mm -hmm. you know and for us to expect that too i think that's just short-sighted i think we should be um really focusing on new and exciting things and and innovation rather than um you know just waiting around for things to get better so it 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 is it's an absolute crap crapshoot in this Mm -hmm. situation and it's out of our control but i think that in my opinion i think that we're probably, as far as a food establishment goes, in a very good situation, and there's the least amount of risk, I think, than, say, like, a fine dining restaurant, or right. a sushi restaurant, or a buffet restaurant, or, or catering, and, you know, that is something that I think that we've, as far as a business model goes for a food place, I think that we're as good as we can get at the moment. Right. Well, that sounds like a pretty good place to be right now. I think so. I hope so. Yeah. We'll see. But, <laughs> yeah. but I think everyone has an uncertainty about everything, mm-hmm. uh, especially in Alberta. So I think we're all just kind of waiting to see some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Thank you to Adam and Cassie for talking to me today and teaching us all about what restaurants are going through in these very strange times. So please, if you can, go out and support your local businesses. It really means a lot, and it's a great way for our communities to get through the pandemic. So thank you for listening, and keep on listening, because next episode we are talking about how COVID has affected the supply chain during the pandemic, as well as a food problem a lot of Canadians face. Until next time, bye!